Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to This Is Maria. Today, we're talking about life path number 22. This is a master life path number. This is a very beautiful path, a very complex path, and I am excited to dive a little deeper into it today. I've already made um, a short um, episode at one point about um, this life path number, and I have gotten so many requests to go deeper. And so here you go. I'm making a dedicated episode devoted to life path number 22. Now, before we dive into the topic of today, a couple of housekeeping items. I wholeheartedly invite you to come meditate with me on our Sacred Universe podcast. I upload new journeys there every Sunday. It is such a heart-filled space. It's such a space filled with love and healing, and I would love to see you there. Secondarily, if you feel called to dive a little bit deeper with me, the next best thing to do is to download my book or buy my book. It is called 72 Keys to Manifestation or An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. And it is a journey that in 72 days would assist you in um, manifesting the best life that you want or the best life that you could possibly have. Now, I'm not saying that the entire manifestation process takes 72 days. What takes 72 days is understanding the framework of how to manifest. And every, um, you know, every day there is a new practical exercise and um, essentially an explanation of, you know, the energy work behind um, manifestation. It is a unique book. I hope you check it out. It is on Amazon, Kindle, and Audible all the formats, anything you could possibly you know, imagine, we have it. All right, my darlings, why don't we dive into Life Path 22? Now, as a master Life Path number, one of the three master Life Path numbers, Life Path 22 is not a walk in the park. It usually requires a fair amount of energy from the higher self. So anybody coming into a life path number 22 or any other life path that is a master life path is going to bring with themselves a lot more, shall we say, momentum, a lot more of an, a spark, a soul spark, and they're going to have more energy. Not necessarily in a, in a sense that, like in the physical sense, but energy resource to impact change, right? So some energy is very obvious in people. You know, for instance, you're running around and you're very physically active. Other energy is behind, um, it's kind of like in the background there and it's, it is your resource. It may be invisible, like all energy. You may not even be aware that you have it. But if you're a life path, number 22, you have come here with a lot of energy. You are a powerhouse. Life path 22 is a master builder. You are here to build something that's bigger than yourself. You're usually impacting the world on a global scale or at least on a scale that is beyond let's say, um, your immediate uh, surroundings, like not the neighborhood and not your family, but at least usually like um, the town that you live in or the city that you live in, at least that level of scale. But very often it's planetary level work. So you came here for a reason. There uh, right now, you know, there are plenty, all things considered, right? Like master incarnations are rare, um, but there are more uh, life path 22s right now than normally for planet Earth. Why is that the case? That is uh, because right now planet Earth is going through a massive transition. A lot of change is needed in so many different aspects and areas of life from how we treat the environment 
to political shifts, to shifts in health, etc., different societal shifts. And so uh, a lot of Master 22s have shown up right now, actually, uh, to the face of the planet Earth to impact change on a massive and global scale. Um, Master 22 has the stamina and the impulse um, and the, shall we say, the um, energetic backbone to jumpstart big revolutionary movements across the board. They are that first torch, um, that fiery energy that is going to ignite people around them and lead them towards something bigger and better or different. But they also have the ability to sustain that spark over time um, and turn that initial spark into a slow-burning fire that doesn't burn people around them, but rather um, encourages them and ignites and motivates the, the people um, for the long haul. The Master Life, um, the Life Path 22 is very good. They're very resourceful. They are in a state of resourcefulness. Very often it comes from um, having a deep trust with the universe. Um, and, and that's actually a superpower of, of uh, 22, um, is when they trust the universe or they trust God or whatever other higher power that they believe in. And it's almost because of that, they may come across as very lucky to others. Uh, because sometimes certain things just align for the 22s in a way that feels miraculous or feels like it came out of nowhere. It's like they would sometimes get handouts from the universe that are really, really hard to explain. Now, do they always do that? No, that is only if they're on the path. And that is where we start. And why don't we start dissecting Life Path 22 from the very beginning? Now, let's start at the childhood, right? Because Life Path 22 is usually not given a very easy childhood. Now, that could be said about a lot of different Life Paths, but it probably takes a whole new level with Life Path 22. There's usually a big challenge um, when they are just growing up. And that big challenge, it has to do, has everything to do with the core energy of 22, which is number two. Number two is a divine feminine number. But really what it stands for in this particular case is relationships. The number one challenge a life path 22 is going to have to overcome is a relational challenge. It could be a challenge with one of the parents. Or it could start as early as a parental relationship or a relationship with a sibling or, um, I don't know, another close relative. But it usually doesn't stop there. Life Path 22 starts with um, massive puzzles <laughs> that need to be solved around relationships and relating to others. Um, so, and, and, you know, usually it's groups of people, right? Very early in life for um, 22, um, you would be faced with, oh gosh, um, either people that don't get you. Um, there's that sense of loneliness very often with a 22 when they just first come into an incarnation. Um, they don't usually feel actually at home on planet Earth. That's quite common. They feel that this... Um, that this planet, because they came here to impact change, uh, they descend into the incarnation and they're already like, whoa, this world's messed up, right? And, and that feeling of the world's messed up can come in many different shapes and sizes. But usually they have a hard time relating to people when they're growing up. It's like they feel different. They feel weird. They feel like the odd one out. Or even if they don't, like the society doesn't really um, accept them. Like they are the outcasts. They are, the, the you know, the 
the weird ones that, you know, get called out or get bullied. And, you know, the bullying is actually really big for Master Life, uh, for Life Path 22. Or just being like a loner, like when nobody wants to be friends with you. Like that issue of loneliness is so prevalent, you guys, for for this um, for this path until 17 years old. There's something that happens, you know, around 17 for a lot of people or in your early 20s if it doesn't happen to you at 17, where that loneliness, if you are on your path, it will get um, resolved. It will get, um, it's almost like there's light at the end of the tunnel, but there's a lot of loneliness. You may have a hard time building strong friendships. Um, you may have, like, it's, it's funny, like, it's like this person, if they're celebrating their birthday, they're just going to have, like, one or two friends there at most, and, and that's kind of that. They're not going to have usually a big party. Now, um, am I overgeneralizing? Absolutely. Because if you have a, like, a 30, you know, a 30-person family, and, and, you know, all these people have friends, and maybe that's not your experience. But if you're kind of out there on your own, it's very hard for you to build friends, most likely. Most likely if you're number 22. That is why uh, very often Life Paths 22, they develop um, like a very, they're, they're not quite introverted, but they have this very rich inner world um, and almost like a life outside of society. Uh, like there's a lot that's going on in their head, right? Their life feels full, uh, but it's um, full from the inside and instead of the outside stimulation, if that makes sense, right? But they are definitely going to suffer uh, very often from the feeling of loneliness. The world doesn't get me and what is wrong with me? Because that feeling of like there's something fundamentally wrong with me. I'm off my kilter. I'm off my axis. I don't know what it is about me that needs fixing. Um, that is very much the story that um, 22s live in the early stages of their life. There's nothing usually wrong with a 22. Outside of that, they have to figure out that there's nothing wrong with them. Um, usually, it's they bring with themselves such a big chart, such a big energy a chart. It's like they're the bull in the china shop. And when they enter the room, the room shifts. They, they, it's like there's a lot of them. It's literally like their, you know, their auric field walks into the room and everything else gets displaced. And because of that, other people feel them. On a very visceral level, subconsciously, they make other people uncomfortable. And other people can be of their own age. It can be even adults. Like a kid that is a life path 22 can make an adult uncomfortable or adults uncomfortable by the fact that their auric field is very, very strong. So if you're a Life Path 22, please know that you're a powerhouse and please know that you have been a powerhouse day one. Like literally the moment you came out of your mother's womb, you were a powerhouse. There's usually like, I don't know, they usually have a louder voice, like I don't know, or like you're, you know, maybe you you cried a lot when you were a baby. It's because they're very, very vocal. Very, uh, you know, very often life path twenty two is a very vocal path. Um, they very um, often they have a very well developed throat chakra, so they're very good speakers. Um, they are very connected to the word, the magic of the word. They're really good impactful communicators. When they speak, people listen and people remember. And sometimes um, years later, they would remember. They're um, incredible on, you know, they're, they have a very um, interesting uh, magic of speech that enables them to put like certain things together, certain concepts or metaphors or allegories um, that really hit it home with people. Uh, so they can be impactful communicators. 
Um, but they also learn it sometimes the hard way, right? Because again, the very first challenge that they have to deal with on their path to greatness is solving relationships. Solving relationships is how do you come across to others? And very often it actually comes initially um, from, from the perspective of how can I be less than I am, right? Because subconsciously these people you know, if you're a life path 22, you know that there is a lot of you. Like you just are bursting through the seams. You're this, I don't know, atomic bomb waiting to like go off type of situation. Like you want a lot and you're very active and, and you just, you know, you want a lot of everything in yesterday. Like you're not really all that patient, kind of like a life path 11. In, in that way, you're very similar, but from different uh, re- for different reasons. Um, they are impatient because they're just very curious and they're like adventurous and they want to get going. You're impatient because there's a lot of you and you're like, where am I going to put, like, when am I going to put all of this to work? Like, I'm the resource, like, use and abuse me type of situation. Um, and so because of that, you can be a troublemaker. It's there or, or you're like, um, oh my gosh, you really don't take well to like rules and regulations. If somebody tells you that don't do this, you're like, oh my God, you're like, I'm doing this right now, (laughs) whatever that is. (laughs) So you're, life path 22 is the rebel archetype, actually. Like there are so many rebels. It's, it's, it's like ridiculous. They're like, um, tell me all the rules. I'm going to figure out which ones I want to (laughs) break. And which ones I'm going to get away with breaking because life path 22, they're too shrewd. They're too smart to like get caught, Um, but they're going to break every rule uh, in which they're not going to get caught. Kind of like a very funny tidbit about them. But yeah, so very often when they go through life, initially they realize there's so much of them that they um, are, their natural inclination is to dim their shine. So they're going to like almost like cut out um, like chunks of themselves and and then like um, close them, um, close them up. Um, in, in like a deep dark closet, like a morbid analogy, but um, pardon my, you know, get, gets the point across. And so they're like, okay, how can I be less intimidating? How can I be less imposing? How can I be less loud? How can I be less enthusiastic? All of those things, like how can I be less, right? Um, and that is, again, a lot of this is subconscious. And so very often they close out like a big chunk of their resource and their energy trying to be less than, Now, of course, this is a farce because you came here with a certain mission and you came here with a powerhouse amount of energy. There's only so much you can do to try to camouflage it, to try to hide it, to try to mask it and masquerade into something that you're not. And so that issue with inauthenticity is, is quite big. And that's soul searching, right? Because initially it doesn't feel safe to be yourself. And so you're going to go on this inauthentic loop of like not being who you are and not being true to your own self. And by the way, a lot of people, while that really enables you to cope in society in some ways and actually makes you a lot more likable, it does not necessarily allow people, uh, it doesn't really breed trust because people feel like you have something in your back pocket. Um, that they're like, I don't know, this person is not like, doesn't like they're giving me an interesting vibe. They're not who they truly uh, are presenting themselves as. Like, it's they, like, I don't think, um, like, th- people feel like they need to be a little cautious with you, is all it is, right? As you're going through this process of trying to adjust. Now, your biggest challenge as a 22 is figuring out how to relate to others in one-on-one settings as w- setting as well as 
to large groups of people? How do you position yourself to large groups of people so that they're able to hear you, they're able to listen to you, they're able to receive your gifts? Uh, because you are extremely gifted, right? And you are usually like, your energy is very benevolent to people. If they can get, you know, if, if you play your cards right and, and if you do your work, right? How do you enable them? How do you ignite them? How do you motivate them? How do you gather them around a particular cause, um, your cause, ideally, without taking away, you know, their free will, without like stepping in their toes, without like pushing too much of your agenda on, right? As a master of life 22, you're not meant to pull people in. You're just meant to walk and they follow you, if that makes sense, right? Like if you're exerting too much force, you're doing it wrong. Because you're just supposed to like that charisma, that fire that you have, if you play your cards right, you just shine and others see it, right? The problem is you dim your shine so much when you're a child because as you're trying to adjust that your second stage, right? Like it's almost like the reverse, the flip challenge. Usually in your 20s, you realize that, oh my God, now I'm, you know, I've adjusted. I've, I now have friends, hopefully. Um, I now don't feel so alone. Now I have actually some of the successes to show and, and some of the proof that I'm unique perhaps or special. I have these great gifts. But at the same time, I don't shine bright, right? And, and, and so your authenticity really starts to flourish and, and really kind of like brings you, starts calling your name. Like your authenticity starts calling you back into its orbit in your 20s. Um, where it becomes really, really important for you to find your North Star, understand who it is that you are. And then what happens is that process of unearthing and shedding all of the layers that you put on top of yourself to dim your shine in the first place is a coping mechanism, right? So, you know, your first part of life is how do I dress myself up and put enough layers on me so I don't shine so bright? And then you do the reverse um, you know, uh, later in life where like, okay, now I need to remove all these 60 layers of protection that are dimming my shine. The interesting part is once you remove all of these layers of protection and, and you come out of the closet, proverbial closet, whatever that is, people start gravitating to you. You stop intimidating them and they, uh, you ignite them, you motivate them because now you're not in hiding. No part of you is rejected if you play your cards right. And so now they're like, okay, now I can trust that this person, like what I see is what I get with this person, as opposed to before they were like, whoa, they're hiding something, right? So once you come into your full authenticity, you accept all of the parts of yourself that have been causing you all of these trouble when you were a kid trying to run the world, right? Kids don't run the world, unfortunately. <laughs> Adults do, right? And so in your process of growing up, you're kind of going through, let's put on these protections to let's release all of the protections, right? So for you to come into your full power, releasing all of these limitations to unearth the beautiful kind of like original primordial fire energy that you are is extremely, extremely important. And now what is your purpose? You have come here to build something. You're called a master builder or a master creator. That's another way to look at this energy. What are you here to create? What am I here to create is the number one existential question for a master builder, for a master life path 22. Answering that question is paramount. In fact, I would argue you're not going to be happy, fulfilled, or content until you get the answer to that question. It is at that foundational for you.
when you are um, building your empire in, in whatever facet of the world that you're excited to create meaningful change, the way you are going to do that is through, you know, through other people. Uh, Master 22 is not able to, not able, is not meant to do this alone, right? You are meant to enable other people, ignite other people and enable them to um, to be the best versions of themselves while helping you out, as funny as it sounds, right? Like um, there's usually like a project or a massive shift or something that you have a vision for that uh, when you come into this incarnation, your higher self creates contracts with other souls, other people, right, that are going to be living with you who are meant to help you bring that thing to life. They're meant to be your helpers. They're meant to be your team, your crew, your tribe, whatever you want to call it. Now, for master number 22, it's extremely important. It's crucial to find your tribe. Uh, because until you find your tribe, you're not going to feel completely with it. And every master 22 has their tribe. Every master 22 came to ignite a group of people. Now, how big is this group? Depends on the particular choice of your higher self. It could be five people. It could be a dozen people. It could be a hundred people. It could be a million people, depending on who you are, or even higher, right? Our contracts are all different. So ask yourself, who is your tribe? Who did you come here to serve? Who did you come here to ignite? Who are your people? Who are you looking for, right? And actively call them into your life. How do you call them into your life? When you come into an alignment. That truth one, that authenticity starts to shine you light up like a little sun. You're like little solar baby if you're like a master life path 22. And then you shine like a beacon. And again, you're not running around calling, a, I don't know, a hundred people to join your cause. Very often you kind of broadcast and they get magnetized to your vision. So very often life path 22 are going to be people with a platform or somehow they're able to broadcast, right? Is that always true in every, you know, uh, in, in, you know, in every case? Absolutely not. But if you don't have a platform, you may feel cold to start developing a platform. And oh my God, it's never been easier compared, like ever been easier than right now with the world of social media, right? Like social media was birthed almost to enable all these live paths 22s that have shown up to change the world to be able to do so in every facet of society, from health to food to, gosh, politics to, you know, gender equality, doesn't really matter. Like whatever is your calling, whatever is your revolution, whatever is your cause, whatever is your the thing that you're massively building. Now, Life Path 22 also carries within themselves the energy of the number four. And that is, you know, top two plus two equals four. That is the most most stable energy. It's also a masculine energy. So you are um, containing within yourself also the masculine and the feminine. In your case, like unlike with Master 11 that may be struggling with, uh, okay, how do I, you know, find this balance between the masculine and the feminine? You usually know where you stand. Like for you, you kind of, once, one, once you come out of your shell, once you come out of the hiding, once you work through your fears, and by the way, working through your fears, your fear is your number one impediment. And so once you're in, in, in your full integrity, um, your, um, the, the energies of 
four really become strong in your life. That is when you're, the four is the masculine energy of building the foundation, building something to last, getting the resources, all kinds of resources, mon- money, mon- monetary resources, like money to do something, people resources, meaning your tribe, you know, your team, whoever, you know, whoever's going to help you. Um, connections, all of this is going to align around you. Once you are in your full integrity and sovereignty, and once you shine, like once your sun is out, right? Um, once you are that beacon, you know, holding fast to your vision um, and, and and who you really are, right? Like you can't fake it. That's the thing. With Master 22, you either know who you are and you outwardly display that and shine that into the world, or you need to do some soul searching because you cannot become a four until you answer this very important question of who am I really and who am I in relationship to myself as well as who am I in the relationship to others? Because one thing you would find out, you know, as you go through your merry-go-round is for you compromising your values, for you putting yourself last just doesn't work. And because of that, Life Path 22 is the most, like you are the most on your path when you're the most self-centered, as weird as that sounds, right? But once you focus within, a change happens. Societal change happens, right? Um, That is why for Life Path 22, the curse is actually looking at the outward world and being like, what is that person doing? What is that person doing? The comparison game, you know? Why do they have X and I don't have X? Ooh, I wish I had that other thing. That kills your flow like nothing else. Because for the Life Path 22, the way you birth the new world, the way you build this something, whatever you're here to build that's bigger than life, looking within is important. You are your own North Star, right? You are your own answer. And it's it's almost like um, inside of you, there is a golden seed. That's how I want you to think about it. It's like almost in your belly. Inside of you is a golden seed. And then that golden seed is everything that you could have ever possibly wished for. Through that golden seed, the new world can come to life. If you unearth that golden seed from outside of you and put that into the, um, from the inside of you and put that into the outside world, plant it into the outside world, that what is going to grow around you is going to be the garden of Eden that you've always wished for, if that makes sense. But in order for you to find that golden seed, you're going to have to be comfortable going within. And you're going to be ha- you're going to have to be comfortable to almost block out the outside world and be like, "No, it's me myself and I." So for a master 22, it's really important to have alone time. It's really important to have personal time. It's really important to go on retreats. It's really important to meditate. It's really important to journal. You have to create space for yourself, which could be a challenge given that enough of you guys are actually extroverted. And of course you're extroverted enough of you because you're meant to impact society at large. You're meant to be leveraging other people to get your work done, right? So you are either extroverted or you're if, if you are introverted, you're a good communicator. So because of that, you usually know a lot of people. You're connected that way. But what's important for you is actually know that, no, sometimes you need to be in your hermit mode. Sometimes you need to be in your alone mode to actually optimize your faculties faculties, so that you can impact change without going crazy. And by the way, so that you can get the answers that are most aligned for you. 
Because you're, you you know, um, you could be receptive to other frequencies, especially the people you're comparing yourself to. Um, although overall your energy is, um, you're not, you're not an abs as absorbent as like, let's say master number 11. You usually repel a lot of things from your auric field, like your auric field can be um, a little bit of repellent. Uh, at the same time, if you're trying to compare yourself or starting to compare yourself to another person, that is when they breach your, your walls and all of a sudden they are smack inside of your auric field and you're like, whoa, this is too close for comfort, right? So know that when you're really noticing somebody, all of a sudden you're starting to mirror them in ways that may or may not be healthy, right? So do check yourself, um, you know, on the comparison front because that is one of those things that can really hold you back. But um, again, as a reminder, you are here to build big things. You're here to build big things that withstand the test of time. You're here to unite people around a cause that you believe in. You're here to build a new world, frankly. You're here to help planet Earth to transition from th third, 3D to 5D. And you are meant to do this on a very, very big scale. You have come here with a lot of energy and a, a big energetic resource. However, usually your Saturnian energies are very strong in your birth charts, which means that you cannot just squander around your energy. You have been given a lot by your higher selves and the universe, but it doesn't matter that you can be off your path and still like mm, enjoy all the benefits. Because for you, actually, one thing that gets you like nobody's business is if you stray off your path, that's when you start developing a lot of disease, including terminal illness. If you listen to my life path 11, um, they usually develop disease um, because they get clogged up energetically because they're so receptive. That's when they're most prone to developing disease. Um, for life path 22, you develop disease when you're off your path or you straight off your path, like when you were stopped by fear or something else like uh, the lack of belief in yourself. That's actually very, very common. If you have been, you know, in, in that first part of your life, if you had to dim your shine too much that you didn't really have anything to show for uh, like any success or anything, then you may believe in your own smallness. And when you believe in your own smallness, it's extremely hard for you to have massive impact. Wouldn't you agree? Because have you seen the small powerhouse? <laughs> Powerhouses usually take a, a lot of space on the map, right? So if you believe in your own smallness, it could manifest as physical ailments in your body. So watch out. Uh, for those. The good news for master number 22, you have so much of your personal resource that you can cure yourself from anything, literally, at any stage of development of that disease, including the things that are quote-unquote incurable by just simply stepping on your path. For you, connecting to the North Star is very important. To your personal North, North Star through the North Star that is Stella Polaris. I have a chapter on, on how to do that um, in my book, by the way, if you're curious. But I'm pretty sure I made um, a North Star connection. Um, I've, I've definitely made videos about it, um, I'm sure. If you want a North Star connection meditation, um, guided meditation on our sacred universe, and you're watching this on YouTube, please drop the request in the comments below. And if I see enough requests, I will make it happen for you guys. Um, 
Yeah. So connecting to the North Star, having your, you know, like knowing where you're going is really, really important for you. Now, the good news is you have psychic abilities. Clairvoyance is usually very, very strong with you because in order to lead others, you first need to see yourself. So very often your clairaudience is going to be very high. Your clairvoyance um, is going to be very high. Those two tend to be quite high in Master 22s. What else? Um, what would be my advice for Master 22? Um, my advice would be to play, to not play it small. Your potential is bigger than you could possibly imagine. That potential goes to die when you don't set aggressive enough goals for yourself. Like whatever your goal is that you think is the most audacious thing you can come up with, like freaking 10 exit and you can still make it happen. That's how ridiculous it is. Like that's how much energy you have as a master 22. So setting small goals for yourself literally like equals failure to you. Like you failed already. Like if, if you don't um, play big. Um, so make sure that you are dreaming as big, big as you possibly could. Yeah, I um, actually wanted to see any questions from the collective on the life path. Um, number 22. Um the question is, what if I don't feel all this much power and I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm able to lead a revolution? What do I do? Most likely what went wrong is in your childhood, you dimmed your shine uh, so much that you forgot um, your own greatness. I would um, offer uh, as a suggestion that you do parts work, that you reclaim parts of yourself that you lost along the way or you locked up along the way. Um because, yeah, yeah, parts work is extremely important. I have a video on parts work on YouTube that explains um, how to do it. Um, and, um, yeah, because parts work is essentially, it's like soul retrieval, right? It's like bringing parts of yourself that at one point you said, that's not me, or I don't want to deal with this part of myself. It's not desirable, or it's not, I don't know, it's not a good part. Um, and so you gave away your power. And so gathering the Parts of your power back is extremely paramount for you. So try parts work and soul retrieval as well. Um, all of those are very, very important um, to you. Diving into your childhood trauma. That's unfortunate truth. Like you cannot be a successful life path 22 unless you face your childhood trauma head on, you guys. You can't fake it. The energy does not lie. You're going to have to deal with big chunks of I'm not enough. The world doesn't want me. I shine too bright. I should be smaller. I'm the odd one out, blah, 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 blah. All of the above, right? So you're going to have to face these things head on and allow yourself to finally shine and stand in your truth and stand in your authenticity and stand in your power. Knowing that power is not a bad word. Power is not a curse. Power is not given to you so you can abuse others. Power is given to you because responsibility is also given to you. What is it that you're responsible for? What is it you're really excited to create? I'm going to take one last question from the collective. Anything on the life path 22? The question is, how can I best optimize my energy as a life path 22? It's actually a very interesting question because despite the fact that I said that you guys are a powerhouse, because you carry with yourself a lot of the fire energies, you can burn out. It does happen. For you, it's really, really important to feel the limits of your energy because you don't necessarily always have that water uh, you know, coming coming to, to, to help out. Usually with um, Life Path 22, you have a very strong fire and you have a very strong earth um, that enables you to, you know, do the building and do the igniting. 
but it, there's not enough nurturing that's happening. So for you, what's really helpful is working with the energies of water, physical, etheric, and otherwise. Working with the energies of water is really, really, really good. I actually have a new book that's coming out, um, out um, really soon. It, it has like a whole humongous chapter on the Holy Grail and the energies of water. Um, the book is going to be called um, The Rose Codes, The Book of Initiation. Uh, for those of you that, you know, um, that are interested to work more with the waters, I think you're going to love the book because that book is all about the divine feminine and it's extremely intrinsically linked to water. So for you, a self-care tactic is working with the feminine energies, working with the energies of water. Watch out for your resource. Make sure that you schedule, literally schedule off days and off times for yourself because you have a little bit of the workaholic tendencies and that is when your fire gets burned, you know, burned out. So watch out for your resource, right? Don't allow yourself to burn out because getting, um, recouping that energy after the burnout is excruciatingly hard and it takes forever, right? Make sure you know what fills your own cup. Like literally um, take out a piece of paper and write down, like write down the questions like, what are the things that fill up my cup energetically? Like what fills up my cup? What are their activities? And make a list. And ideally you would do, you would do like, what are the things that I like and what are the things that my body likes? Because you and your body are not the same thing. You'd be surprised. And, you know, whatever comes through, like nurturing self-care tactics, use those, like use them, schedule them, like whether that is massage, acupuncture, like whatever fills your cup, dance, like yoga, you know, you name it, running, whatever it is, you know, maybe going to museums, maybe watching a movie, like don't make yourself wrong for the answers that come through. But it's important for you to have the time to rest and replenish and recoup your resource so that your fire can keep burning and keep igniting hundreds and thousands of people. Um, I hope you guys like this. If the, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube and this is resonating with you, or you want to give me some feedback, please drop it in the comments below. I'm giving you a big virtual hug. I'll see you in the next one. Bye, loves.